Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. We always want to thank uh, the people that we need to thank the most. Of course, we always want to thank Larry and Sandy. Uh, thanks to our creative producer, Esther, our technical producer, who is Justin, and as always, our house manager, Danielle. Guys, I'm so excited for today. For uh, today, one of uh, my oldest and dearest friends is in uh, the studio. Farmhouse Studios, and we are talking with Greg. Now, I call him one of my oldest friends, uh, not necessarily because I've known him longest, but because indeed he is one of the oldest people I know in my entire life. Lots of makeup. Uh, so anyway, he, he, he looks stunning under the, the camera and uh, the lights. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're talking with Greg Hitt. Hey, buddy. Hello, Clayton. How you doing, man? So far, so good this morning. Hey, so let's um, let's not banter too much because there'll be a lot of room for banter later, right? We shall banter later. We shall banter later. Let's um, tell me about life today. Who are you, and uh, who are you, and why are you here? Who am I? Well, you already mentioned my name. It's Greg Hitt. Greg Hitt. Well, Greg, where are you from? I am from North Little Rock, Arkansas. So. <laughs> So a little town in Arkansas. Do you have to giggle like that? <laughs> a little, a little town in Arkansas called North Little Rock. Yes, there, there's two cities, yeah. Little Rock, and there's a North Little Rock divided by the Arkansas. Yeah, and how did, how did Arkansas get the the name, or they come up with the name of Little Rock? Actually, there is a rock on the river, <laughs> on the Arkansas River that uh, some French. Explorer found coming up the uh, Mississippi River, and it's called La Petite Rocher, hence the name Little Rock came out of that. Yeah, and, and here we are. And you're you're just north of that, then I'm assuming. Just, just exactly. Just right north of that Little Rock, mm -hmm. uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, born and raised in North Little Rock, Arkansas. 
I was born in Little Rock and moved to North Little Rock, which is right across a very large river, uh, when I was four years old and has been there ever since. Greg, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 64. I am heading to the golden ripe age where things are free and discounted. Um, uh-huh. August 16th, I will be 65. 65, and that's when you get your your old man discount? Yes. Hey, um, are you married? Not married. Do you have a couple, two, three, four, five kids? Tell me about your life a little bit today. I have three children. Um, a beautiful, amazing, of course, we all talk about our children like that, but mine are amazingly amazing. Uh, Natalie, Kristen, is my daughter. She's 40. She has two beautiful children, a boy and a girl, Miles and Magnolia May. That sounds like a nice southern name, doesn't it? 12, 13. We call her Maggie. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, Ryan, who is 36, and a young Gregory. Uh, We call him Minute G, or Small G, if you will. Um, He is 30, just turned 30. Now, why is he Small G? Does does he look and act and sound just like He's actually a very small person. Um, (laughs) He's miniature. He's he's a little guy. He's he's, uh, extremely healthy, but he's just smaller than the rest of us. But it's... Big G, little G, not big not G. Not big G, little G. Little G. It's just first G and second G. Yes. Um, you're from North North uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Why Why are you in uh, the farmhouse area? Well, I am in the credit card industry. Oh, how's that going for you? Well, for about over 21 or two years, it's gone very well. I see myself as successful. Uh-huh. Um, That's a, a, a healthy self-conscious then, right? I think so. Yeah. And then our home office, uh, my dear friend owns that I do business with, Mr. Brian Kamstra, um, is right here in Munster, Indiana, which is right down the road from here. And you're my friend. <laughs> well, now and everybody so, knows everything about everybody. Here so. we go. <laughs> So if you're listening from Russia, uh, you'll know where Munster, Indiana is now. Yes. Um, so that's why I'm here. I'm here on a little business, a little conference, yeah. some, some meetings. And um, for many years, I extend those days so that I can um, pastor your family for at least four or five days yeah. while I'm here. Uh, um Currently, I was we was kind of we always want to start at the end, right? So we, we want to start with um, how's life today. Currently, you have some health issues, scares, concerns, things. Currently, and for quite many years. Yeah, what's going on? Well, um, I was a very healthy young man, and I had a heart attack on my 39th birthday. Um, it was not pleasant. You mean that wasn't fun? It wasn't fun at all. Um, I was alone. And uh, within moments, uh, I live uh, two blocks from a fire station, so the medics were there. They, It was bad, and they said I made it just in time. Um, and I had another one about six months later, and that's when they decided to do the old... Uh, rip your sternum open and uh, do some bypasses in there and subsequently had three more I have not had a heart attack in 11 years the last one I had um, I was on a I ride a bicycle a lot 
Uh, I was on a 100-mile bike ride and about 80 miles into it, um, I had another, and I had to get med-flighted back to Little Rock, which was about a 30-minute flight on a med helicopter. I will never forget that day. Uh, I've always been blessed. Uh, my cardiologist, who has saved my life literally three times, says, Greg, how you were at the right place at the right time at the right moment with ambulances and doctors close by and just is mind blowing. All right, so let's just hit pause real quick. So you, so, so you've had a number of heart attacks. That would be five. Uh, of the five heart attacks, you've had three widow makers that didn't widow you. That is this. Yes. Uh, just God. Is it just? Is it? Is it nothing more than just God has something for you to do? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and I was thinking genetics, uh, a good gene pool, but God gave me that as well. So, you know, I'm good there. Uh, absolutely. So there's still purpose. <laughs> yes, there is. All right. What else is going on? Health. Uh, six or seven years ago, I was diagnosed with something called CLL, which is chronic lymphocytic leukemia. That sounds um, an awful lot like cancer to me. It is a type oh. of cancer. Um, it's uh, somewhat common. Uh, for six years, I, went, I was on what they call watch and wait, where you just go to the doctor and get blood work done every month. If certain levels of certain things, you just keep living your life. But uh about three years ago some things started manifesting um in a way that um i had to get an oncologist and then started taking uh, a chemo not uh i don't have a port it's not the chemo where you lose your hair um, you know uh and all that but uh i take uh, take a cancer drug so but if however i, I might want to say that uh after a year and a half of treatment, um, just last two weeks ago, my oncologist told me that if there is such a thing as remission with CLL, which there's not, you have it forever, uh, I'm in it. And she says it's completely almost non-existent right now. So for the most part, other than heart and cancer, you feel pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, tell me about your childhood. Um, I'd like to forget most of it. No, actually, so is, that, uh, is that a topic we're not talking about? No, I uh, I had the most amazing childhood. You're too young to even comprehend um, the things that we did. Um, uh, in the fifties, you were born. I'm I was born in 1956, so you know, by the time 62 <clears throat> rolled around and hit the first grade, until you were in junior high or high school in the mid early 70s. As long as you were home before the sun went down, your parents didn't worry about you. Yeah. Now, our, what you I've never been to Arkansas, but it, you know, in my mind, it sounds like uh, Andy Taylor, just, just fishing and catching frogs and uh, tadpoles and crawdaddies. Uh, is that the t kind of childhood you had? Yes. Uh, you would uh, ride your bike until wherever you wanted to go. Um, play in the woods, build forts, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, we did catch crawdads, if you want to. Yeah. We actually did that. Um, I don't personally like them, but we caught them and played with them. Um, yeah, just, you know, just, again, as long as the, 
you were home before the sun went down. Your mom and dad didn't worry about you. Um, it was great. Nobody understands that anymore, but it was quite, <coughs> quite amazing. You had a, you have, you have a couple older siblings. I have. I'm the youngest of five. Ooh, children. you're the youngest of five. Yes. And are you the only boy? No, I have two older brothers, two older sisters, uh, and we're all still alive. Yes. Uh, um, so you must have been spoiled, rotten little little Greg. Uh, youngest, probably mom's favorite, right? My mom's favorite, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the spoilage thing, uh, it's totally not true. Um, you get totally uh, verbally, physically abused by your brothers and sisters because yeah. they make you, dad would say, mow the yard by the time I get home. And this was where they had motors, okay, right? This is push, push thing. Push little thing, yeah. And um, so my brothers would, you know, make me mow the yard and, they get credit for it, but I did all the dirty work. So you grew up in a, an abused childhood. Well, uh, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, let's let's oh, make sure we're in the right context. Was I reading there. too much into that? Yes. Okay. So there's no sexual, emotional, physical. Abuse, uh, absolutely no. not. Uh, Greg, tell me about your dad. Uh, my father. Um, you know, I I'm forgetful. Um, I cannot tell you how many years ago that he passed. I'm going to say twelve. So your dad's dead. Yes. Um, but he was the father that, um, he was in sales, uh, uh, so he traveled and was gone a lot, um, but the type of father that now, because of who he was to me, my sons know how to change a spark plug in a lawnmower or um, fix things and repair things so, and fish. And so you guys were manly men. You could change things and fix things and, and do manly stuff. Yeah, it's just what we did, you know. And um, a lot of children these days don't have a clue about any of that, but both of my boys um, make sure that their tires are rotated. I don't have to ask them anymore. They do all the things that we know to do, but they would not have known that had not I... If I did not get that from my father, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, how was your dad as a dad? Good, good guy. My dad was an amazing man. Um, he was an alcoholic for I don't remember how many years. I, I um, probably till he was about 35 or 40, um, which caused a few problems. You know, uh, some yelling I remember and things like that, and some arguing going on between him and my mom, which were married for 65 years. Before he passed away? Yes. you got to do me a favor, right? So you're relaxing a little bit, which is great. I just need to get get that mic up in here. I'll get it up in here. There's, what about that? <laughs> you see this? Here's what I want. Okay. There you go. Uh, so, so is it fair to say that you were raised in an alcoholic family? No. That's not fair. No. All right, correct me. Even though I was the youngest, um, my brothers and sisters may have different stories mm -hmm. to tell you. Guaranteed, right? Um, but my father was a very loving, caring, kind man. Um, all I know is that he worked very hard. He traveled, and when he came home, he would like to, you know, have a, a nip or two or whatever or three. Didn't cause a whole lot of problems in our family. Just I just you know being honest. That's all. Not uh, an ugly alcoholic. Not a mean alcoholic. Not a want to fight and. 
kick and scream kind of guy. Just he had his cocktails when he came home and listened to uh, Billy Graham records. So I come, you know, uh, I come from an alcoholic family. I'm an alcoholic myself, 18 years sober. And so when when I hear alcoholic, I I think of a thing, right? Uh, you're telling me that your dad quit on his own? Absolutely. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years before he died? Mm-hmm. And did that change him? Was he a changed man sober than when he was drinking? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you loved your dad? Absolutely. A lot of respect, admiration. He's with me every second of the day. Tell me about your mom. My mother is um, 90. Um, one of the most extremely active 90-year-old women that I've ever seen. Uh, it's probably 65 degrees where I live right now, and she is uh, repotting plants and getting ready for spring. Her yard is like a uh, nursery. It's just she, she's got 10 green thumbs, and she's uh, just extremely active. And, and go, we can't keep up with her. We, we have to call her to say, are, are you sitting down? Or did you take a break today? So she's awesome. She's had some health problems. Um, but well, at 90, I think that would happen, right? Yeah, she's uh, got congestive heart failure, and her eyesight is getting a little rough right now, you know. But other than that, um, and she uses a cane, but boy, can she keep up with you. Yeah. Or she'll come to my house and say, she'll tap this plant and say, this one needs some water. Or she'll stick her finger in a plant and go, you need to water that. Or she'll just tap her cane around. You guys have a, a close family. I mean, I don't know. I know your, your dad has passed away. You've, you've got, um, you've got three, uh, children. Uh, one of them has children of their own mm-hmm. and you're still close with your mom and your siblings. Is it a close family? Do you guys get together in, in, in a non COVID year? Uh, is Thanksgiving in the hit family, just a big party. Uh, I wouldn't say party. We've been very careful. I do have Two of my siblings, one lives in California, one lives in um, soon-to-be Texas from Oklahoma. So they're not around as often, but my brother and sister that live at home, um, and uh, very grateful that one of my sisters lives with my mother, takes care of her, uh, which my brother and I help as well. But um, uh, So yeah, you know, the last year, of course, we've been careful, Um, but... Growing up and up until COVID era, um, it's, yeah, let's get together and cook and eat and play and laugh and giggle. There is a tremendous amount of love in my family. So everybody gets along. There's no weird dysfunctions. There's yeah. no um, borderline personality issues. There's nobody backtalk, gossiping, doing the whole thing. No, no backstabbing. No, there is a, again... I cannot emphasize this enough. There's a tremendous amount of love in my family. And that goes on to my children, mm-hmm. their children. It's just love is defines our family. Why? There's no question. What's different about your family than most people that sit at this table? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Other than I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people's stories, and I have a lot of friends, and I know their stories, and they're not like mine. You know, uh, there's just a, just a, our, we have the most forgiving, loving, caring. Do you need anything brought to you tomorrow? Or, you know, if I'm sick, do I need anything? Do you need to come clean your house? Do I need to, when I go, I'll be gone for a week. When I go home, my house will be clean. My refrigerator will be cleaned out. My mother's taking care of my dog while I'm gone. So it's like, I go home, there's been a maid service. You know? 
just so you know, that's an extraordinary thing. That's that's uncommon today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell me about school. Normal uh, grade school, grammar school, uh, high school, college. Anything extraordinary? Uh, elementary school years were great. Uh, junior high school um, was great. Um, I was athletic at the time, believe Wait, it or not. Wait a minute, hang on, let's just stop there a second. You're a jock? Let's put it to you this way. <laughs> um, this was in 1970, okay, so long hair, right? Hippie, long hair, whatever. Yeah. So I played the middle. I, had a, I, had a, I played the middle. I had a leather jacket, and I ran track for six or eight years. I was very good at what I did. So you were in high school for six years? Or junior high and high school. <laughs> Let me <laughs> see. One, two, three. three. Yeah. No. So um, so I had the long hair, and I wore the headband. I ran the high hurdles. So I was the guy that didn't have his, you know, haircut above the ears, you know, coach fussing at him all the mm -hmm. time. I had long hair. Nobody cared because I was good at what I did, but so I played both sides of the fence. Uh, is it true that you that you have a a record, um, a, a a school <laughs> record for something? What is that? Uh, I, all I can say about that is, and word travels fast, Clay. It, it, it's all over <laughs> yeah, it Central only, it only uh, took United 70 States. Seventy years to get to me, right? Um, I was very good um, for a skinny uh, kid to run high hurdles, um, and. Every year when they have what they call the meet of champions and the best of the best every year, track season, I always watch the numbers, and I'm, I'm always in the top six or eight oh. times to this day. I could, you know. So, so far, it sounds like you've, you've uh, just based on your life today and based on what you said so far, what, most of what you've done has been successful. You've accomplished the task you set out to accomplish, Somehow, right? Somehow, yes. So, so far, it kind of worked out for you. It always does. Uh, were you a good kid, bad kid? Were you a pothead fucker? Squeeze me. I hardly know you. Go ahead. I uh, I I did dabble in uh -huh. uh, uh, herbs. Yeah. What well, was the seventies? It's it's yeah. It's what, it's what we did. <laughs> right. Uh, but you weren't a bad kid. You weren't getting in trouble with the law. Not. You weren't getting picked up by. Uh, long-standing joke with my brothers and sisters is that we all did things we shouldn't have done. Not horrible things, just things we shouldn't have done. Right. God would not approve. I was the only one that got caught. <laughs> Every single time. You know, my mom used to say to me, Clayton, you're not good at this. You get caught at, with everything that you do. And I, th <laughs> I was always thinking, well, how does she know? She only knows what she's caught me at, right? Yeah. So, you know, of the foolish things. Um, that kids will do, right? I mean, kids it was Kids will do. Uh, you know, maybe had a beer or two too many when they went out of town and things like that, whatever. Yeah. I got caught all the time. <clears throat> uh, college? No college. No college. I, so you graduated from high school, and you did what? Well, actually, before, when I was 13, uh, all my buddies uh, had started to get motorcycles and mini bikes, right? So I wanted one. And my dad said, well, let's get you one. And I said, okay. And he goes, well, how are you going to pay for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got me a job with a friend of his that owned a chain of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So your first job was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Dollar and twenty cents an hour to work just you know, on Sundays because I was thirteen years old. Yeah. You know, so oddly enough, um, my first job was at Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, you're it is, no. Great. How long have you known me? Have you ever known me to be a liar? 
Just those two times. <laughs> just, the, just the one time I bought that one thing, and then this time exactly. with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so you started working in the restaurant industry at 13 years old. Yes, uh, and that led from one place to the next and next. When I was 17, I owned a pizza place in a small town uh, up the road. Um, I went there into management, uh, opened two, three other restaurants. I started managing when I was... At 17. 18, 19, I was general manager of restaurants, and it went on, and I owned a few, um, started a few, ended up in the catering, high-profile catering business, what? and that's where God said, um, you don't need to do that anymore, because I'm a little um, high-maintenance and a little intense at times, and now you're thinking, how could this possibly be? He's so relaxed. But um, when you're feeding 300 people, and across town you're feeding another 50 and another across town there's another 200 party that you're responsible for uh i'm a little high strong so, so i went so is it fair to say that in the arkansas little rock north little rock area you became a celebrity chef uh, i would yes uh, i do not have papers of a right. chef right 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 but i was trained by a very famous one um who was retired when i met him but we latched on to each other and he taught me things for years that uh, that i've even i can't remember all the things it's been that was another lifetime ago so you, you what do they say famously that, that you probably forgot more than i know exactly so, uh, dating girls in high school, you didn't go to college, restaurant industry, I mean, you 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 eventually got married, so how did you find your wife? Um, we met, actually, in elementary school. Oh. Um, and Wait, you were 17, she was in <laughs> Just only oh, in Arkansas, right? We are the exact same age, okay. and an amazing woman, um, an amazing mother. Um, but yeah, we met in junior high school, huh. even though we went to two yeah. different schools. Uh, she liked me, I liked her. We got on the phone one night and talked two or three hours. Uh, ended up going to one of my, uh, I was working at a restaurant, went to an annual picnic. And that was that. And we ended up getting married in 1978. And, so was uh, your first, was it your first kind of real relationship in junior high you met this girl yep. and you fell in love and you you fell in love yes <clears throat> and uh you so so you're you're opening restaurants and you're married and um you're a you're a, a minor city celebrity chef high power uh i'm just assuming because i kind of know that lifestyle a little bit uh as, as an actor uh though though it's different it's kind of a similar lifestyle, right? Which means when, when the world's not working, you are working. So lots of nights and weekends oh, buddy. for you. Uh, and your wife is home having your babies, mm -hmm. right? And so what is those first couple years of marriage like? It was great until we had kids. Uh, <laughs> we can edit that out later. Yeah, at, at Natalie and Ryan, love you. I'm oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> Lord, I apologize. Um, for, um, my daughter was born in 1980. We got married in 1978. You do the math. So we traveled, went to some beaches. So you had a couple good, great years of marriage. Had a lot um, of great years being, of marriage. Being yes. young, married before you started having kids. Hey, let's just hit pause real quick right here, guys. It, this is going to go so fast. So ho hopefully, we'll keep this down to two 
or three episodes, but Greg talks so much we may roll into 10. I apologize in advance for that. But let's just Thank take you. a quick break here. Hey, thanks for checking out a 316's uh, podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time talking with Greg Hitt. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, so you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.